Welcome to Gardening Talkback on 2NURFM. We're joined today by Judy Sharp. Great to see you back with us, Judy. Oh, good to see you here, Greg. Likewise. And now we've got a bit of another guest on today, don't we? We do. Uh, yes, um, for the uh, Baz Santorani for the, from the uh, Bonsai Society. All right, we'll have a talk about him. That's coming up this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yes, yes. So we better get, get right into that okay. one. It's Gardening Talkback on to when you are FM. We've got the Bonsai Society's Bonsai, annual Bonsai show on this weekend. And we've got Baz on the line with us. Morning, Baz. G'day, Greg. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Hi, how are and you today, Baz? Hi, Good you. to talk to you again. And likewise, Judy, hope you hope you are well. Oh, yes, fighting fit. <laughs> well, you know, literally fighting fit and uh, probably hoping I'll uh, manage to come out and look at that wonderful display. Uh, I hope so, Judy. Yes, and, you know, we'll jog, jog people's memory. It's on okay. out at, uh, at the Club Macquarie. Club Macquarie, yep, yes. Yep, 458 Lake Road, Argentine. Which yes. is near the golf course, isn't it? From my next memory, door. next yeah. door to the golf club near yeah. Costco. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's um, going to be so many bonsais on display. Um, yes. And last week we didn't really talk about, uh, you know, what the charges were, which were, were we did, but that only oh. really covers your your payment to the club, doesn't it? For the hall. It's That's basically right. to cover the cost of the haul out at um, Club Macquarie. Yes. And we, we actually lose money on it, but that's not why we do it. No, of we course not. We just like not. showing off our little um, trees to the general public and hopefully get a few more people enthused in possibly taking up the hobby. Yes, yes. Well, I used to have it, as I told you, and I let 109 die. But anyway, um, there's going to be, what, about 70 trees on display? 70, possibly more, because we always get a few latecomers. Right. And there's going to be demonstrations all throughout the weekend. Yes. Can I speak a bit about the demonstrations, please? Please. No, you go right ahead. Okay, there'll be demonstrations over the whole weekend. We open at one o'clock on the Friday because we're setting up in the morning. And the very first cab off the rank is a bloke by the name of Michael Carr, who was our own styling guru. Michael has that uncanny ability of visualising a tree into what to us mere mortals just looks like an overgrown mess of leaves and branches and twigs. He is a real gem at that. So that's Friday, 2pm. Right. Saturday, 10am, we have Clinton Nesky from Dural. Clinton is very well known and respected in the bonsai world. Uh, Very entertaining when he does his demonstrations. At 12pm, we have another one of our own gurus, uh, and that is Chris Dibbon. Chris's expertise is in twisting and bending branches that you would think will not move. He's got that ability. He chops them and wires them and does all sorts of nasty things and develops them or bends them into almost contorted shapes. So that's at 12 p.m. Uh, very shortly after, at 2 p.m., we have uh, Hugh Grant from Tree Makers in the Blue Mountains, again, another very well-respected bonsai artist. Uh, he teaches and lectures in all things bonsai. Sunday, starting at 10am, we have Andrew Edge from Edge Bonsai Studio. 
Andrew, again, is another guy that's been around the traps for many, many years. He's travelled exclusively, or extensively, I should say, to various parts of the world to further develop his knowledge. And finishing off at 1pm with Greg Somerville, again, one of our own gurus. And Greg specialises in Yamadori, which for your view, uh, for viewers, listeners, is the collection of trees from the wild. And I don't mean from state forests or the bush. I mean from farmers' properties, demolition sites, etc. So Greg can spot a tree that might be three or four metres tall, which is going to be demolished. He chops them down to oh, maybe half a metre tall, and he develops a bonsai from that. So oh, he's amazing. starting off with a very nice trunk and yeah. then develops the branches. So when so are you demonstrating, Baz? Uh, not me. These guys are well above <laughs> my expertise level. <laughs> well, you're but, just organising and that's one of the most important things to do, isn't it? Well, I'm involved in, I'm helping. So yes. I'll have a few of my trees on display there. Good. Um, this year, another thing, Judy, we've got... We're trialling a novice table to hopefully encourage members who may be pretty new to the hobby to encourage them to, to submit a tree or two for display. But the show is not a competition, I stress that. It's simply an avenue to show the public what we do. And by having this novice table, hopefully the beginners won't feel intimidated by some of the magnificent specimens around them, but still get the satisfaction, I guess, of showing off something that they've been working on. And Baz, you actually meet once a month, don't you? And that's how we, you learn yes. to do them. Yes. Well, on, on that note, so we meet the second Saturday of the month at Warners Bay Girl Guides Hall. Right. But the last last month we trialled a um, night meeting at Club Macquarie, which was very successful. So we're going to have another go at that this month on November the 22nd from 6pm to 9pm because not everybody can get to our workshop of a weekend. So we're trialling this. That's a wonderful idea. So anybody interested, come along. Um, Katara Bowling Club, Wednesday the 22nd. Well, we've got a lot of dates there and a lot of places. So um, uh, I hope that everyone's listening and taking notes down. Otherwise, they're going to miss out, aren't they? So we've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday out at Club Macquarie. uh, And that is the time to go. Trust me, I have been. And I know Scott went last year and it is well worthwhile. So I'm going to encourage all our listeners today to make the effort and go out. You've got three days to go. And, yes. Well, two and a half, because we're only doing half a day on Friday. So, Baz, I wish you to... all the best of luck with it, and okay. I hope it's as, as successful as a, oh, I have seen it very successful. So keep, keep up Judy. the good work, Baz. Can I mention two more very quick points, please, Judy? Oh, I think we can stretch it. We have got people waiting, but you you go ahead, please. Very quickly, there's a huge sales area there. So if anyone's interested in getting into bonsai, a heap of trees at bargain prices. Last year, it was like a um, Boxing Day sales event with people falling over themselves to get there. Oh, really? And the other thing, yes, yes, we were inundated. And the other thing I'd like to very quickly mention is that recently one of our long-term members passed away 
uh, by the name of Ken Houston, and we have we have instigated through his daughter Sue a perpetual trophy that the members of the club will vote on for the best tree. So oh. that's just in memory of Ken, who was a true gentleman. Well, that's so thanks for that. Judy. So that will go on each year. Yes, it'll be a perpetual trophy, and hopefully keep um, Ken's memory alive. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Well, this yeah. year I've got the Canasta Trophy. Which is? <laughs> it's a card game. But, oh, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I taught them to play and I've only won it three times in 20-something years. So oh, wow. I, I think I taught them too, well. them too well. But, look, thanks again very much thanks, for the Judy. call and we'll, uh, you, we'll talk to you later on to see how it went. That would be lovely. And thank you to you too, Greg. No, you guys have a nice day. Not a problem. Cheers. It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. And Jenny waiting patiently from Fern Bay. She's got a question about maidenhair fern plants in her bedroom. Oh, hi, Jenny. Sorry um, you had to wait such a long time, but... Um, that's all right. Well, I've done other little jobs, you know. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've talked to you before about my maidenhair in my bedroom. Yes, you have. It's Yes, and it's beautiful. And um, I'm going away for four days. What should I do with it? Well, I'd be inclined, if you wish, to put it, say, just in the kitchen sink uh, with the plug-in and a little bit of water there to, okay. that it could suck up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, that sounds easy. Yeah, but yeah, four, four days isn't long. Uh, no. You know, I mean, particularly at the moment, the weather's not that hot, is it? But uh, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't want it hot. We wanted the rain and we got it. Um, yeah, So right. but before you go, do spray it, you know, yeah. with your little sprayer and water yeah. it and just leave it in the sink. And I think it'll be yeah. fine, dear. Okay. I've got another question. And, and, and don't laugh at me with this one. You still there? Yeah, I'm just, I'm getting ready not to laugh. <laughs> well, I've got a, a, a few plants out the front of my place that are really, really, really hardy because I don't have time to be a gardener. Now, they flowered um, when I was in hospital and I missed the whole thing. Is there any way to get them to flower again or is that just I've lost it? Oh, well, it depends. Are they a perennial plant? Or were they just an annual? Okay. (laughs) Annuals flower once a year, perennials flower, and then they do it again at the same time next year. Oh, this is one that does it the same next year. Right. Okay. So that's a perennial. Okay. So you won't get it to flower again now if it's finished. Uh, Okay. You've just got to be very patient now and look after it, feed it a little bit and wait till next time it's going to flower. Oh, righto. Okay. Okay, have a good... Oh, wherever you're going, we don't... We better not say it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye. Thanks, Jenny. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Jenny. We've got Peter now from Glendale. He's got a question about chilli plants. Hello, Peter. How can I help you? Oh, I certainly hope you can. Um, Last year, I got a lot of... I got three different types of chilli plants, and I got chilies galore. Uh, This year... The fruit comes on and then it doesn't grow to full size and some of it just drops off the plant without growing any further and it flowers and everything like that. Is that because um, there's no bees around? Um, you know, I fertilise the, gra- the ground with mushroom compost and once a week I use seaweed juice, whatever it is, in the water to um, give it a boost. 
And apart from praying and talking to it, I'm not. That's the only thing I'm not doing. <laughs> Peter, you know you're actually talking to a chili expert here in Greg. I wouldn't say I'm a chilli expert. <laughs> he and knows how... And eating them, maybe, but not, not growing them. Uh, look, a problem could be, Peter, the weather. Uh, obviously, we haven't had much rain. Now we've got rain. Uh, but also, the weather was up and down, remember? We were getting a lot of cold uh, snaps when the chillies well, might have been sitting. Well, this is they're under a veranda. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I've got, see, I've got the chilies in one of those big uh, wine casks, those big wine barrels. Oh, yes, yeah. And I've prepared the soil in the beginning last year with cow poo, sea salt, uh, organic fertiliser, mushroom compost and other good stuff like that. And then this year I've put a layer of mushroom compost and sea salt um, fertiliser on top of it and raked it into the ground and wet it down thoroughly and with the few hot days we've been having I've made sure I've given them a thorough watering so the, you know they, they show signs of on dry feed me and then they've come back to life and all that sort of stuff. Um, if it was out in the open air I'd say yeah it's probably because of the weather conditions but it is underneath the veranda. Okay the so sun, tell you know, me though Peter are they getting the sun? Oh yeah. Oh, they are. That's fine, yeah. They get the morning sun and they, they're spared the sun in the afternoon because the sun goes over the house. Right, OK. Well, the only thing I'm thinking of is I wonder if you're over-fertilising. They, well, they seem to be getting nothing. a bit of everything, don't they? Yeah, but only once. I don't continue. Oh, it's right, right. Like just in springtime, like uh, about three weeks ago, I topped up the, the barrel. I raked, I raked the ground first so that the fertiliser have a chance to sit and then I raked it back into the top of the top of the ground and then I watered it down thoroughly. And that's the only thing that gets over-fertilised is that sea salt seaweed juice. Right, OK. Uh, that's once a week. OK, Peter, let's, let's swap the fertiliser, get some flourish for vegetables and fruiting and use that once a week and see if that corrects the problem. Okay, good. Because I thought it might have been there's not enough to know bees around, they can't... Well, that, that can flat. be a problem too, of course. Um, but I say flourish, right? Yeah, now. flourish, but you need to get the one for vegetables and um, fruiting. Yep. I can double that up on the tomato plants too then, can't of I? Of course you can, of course, yeah. But, you know, uh, I was always surprised at the nursery... Uh, because uh, where we stored all the seedlings and chilies and everything, uh, it was all concrete. But the minute we got new stock in, the bees came from nowhere. I never could work out how they knew. They must have had radar, I think. But, um, you know, it's, um, it is a bit of a problem at the moment that we haven't got as many bees around. Uh, but maybe using that flourish, that might encourage them. Now, is, that, is that something I put on the ground or spray over No, no, well? you water it through once a week. Right, OK. And it's in a I packet don't. and it's quite economical. Uh, no, I don't, it, water, I don't water the plants with it, I just water the ground. Yeah, well, you can water it over the plants, it won't hurt. Right, yeah. OK. okay. That comes in a pre-packet where I've got to mix it up. You do. You mix it up just and. Uh, you only put in one spoonful uh, once a week and water it over. And, you know, and drop the sea salt. Yep, okay. Because sea salt makes root growth. 
and you're looking to create uh, new, new um, chilies. So let's go to something that might do that. Yeah, OK. Perfect. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much for your help. Go you're back welcome. to helping other people now. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Peter. Bye-bye. Bye. Judy, is that something about tomatoes a little bit earlier? Yes. Well, you know, that uh, gentleman with the uh, chilies prompted mm. me to also to remember uh, tomatoes that are still a bit green because we haven't had a lot of heat. No. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of hot days, we're saying, but yeah, but you know, then we've uh, we're hey, aren't we happy about no, the rain? No. We're not going to we're not going to whinge or complain. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But uh, I think tomatoes that are still green might need some help with sulphate of potash. Okay. Yep. And a little blood and bone, not a lot, just a little blood and bone, and sulphate of potash might just give them a hint that. You know, we are in spring, even though... Just to give me a little tap on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, encourage them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. A lot of people will be wondering why their tomatoes aren't doing much, but, you know, they do like the warmer temperature. Right, yeah. So maybe even in a greenhouse they might be better, or if you uh, had one? Well, you know, if you if you were growing them during the winter, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends how keen you are. And how much you like tomatoes, I guess, as well. And how much you like yeah. tomatoes. But, you know, I found that tomato growing isn't happening as much as it used to because people can't spray for the uh, fruit fly. Yep. Uh, the only one they don't attack is the little sweet bites, you know, the tiny little mm, ones. Little cherry tomato ones. Yeah, the little yeah. cherry tomatoes. Uh, you know, they grow and the fruit fly doesn't like them. Oh, okay. The skin must be a little bit tough. Yeah. yeah. That's strange that they don't like the little ones. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You think that'd be all over them as well? Yeah, you'd think so, but I think it's just the um, maybe they're lazy. Yeah. Maybe the only only one to inject their babies into the big ones. Yeah. Or maybe they see the big ones and they want a challenge. <laughs> the little ones they can't be bothered with. <laughs> that could be the case, couldn't it? <laughs> but let's give them some sulphate of potash and um, a little bit of blood and bone. And that might do the trick. Might boost them up for us. Might boost them up. Now, Judy, we had some heavy rain yesterday and also a bit of rain last week. Oh, yes. We have certainly had a a bit of rain, haven't we? I think I had a few flood patches in the yard yesterday. (laughs) What's what's that done for the area? Well, our garden was. Well, look, what it's done, it's been good. We're not going to complain about that. Uh, But the spring has been very unsettled. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been warm, then it's been cold, and now we've got all the rain, which is lovely. Uh, But it does affect fruit production, such as passion fruit. Yep. And I thought we might have had inquiries today why their passion fruits weren't ripening. But that's what's happened with the passion fruits. The weather's very unsettled. Uh, Same thing with the spring annuals. Uh, they're, They're not as brilliant as they normally are. This time of year, uh, we have all different kinds. Uh, I could list them if we had time, but we will run out of time. So what I'll talk about are pansies are holding. Now, they like the colder weather and much needed rain. So no one's ringing up complaining about pansies. No. Because of all the rain, yeah. Because of all the rain. Now, my clivias took a beating from the wind and my hippiastrums they're long-stemmed and they've got big open cups on them. They're beautiful. Uh, they have finished flowering already. Now, that's unusual. But mm. I think, um, uh, 
you know, the water might have been um, something to do with the amount of rain we've had. Now, my favourite, very favourite uh, perennials are what's only I, what's only I. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, they come in white and they come in pink and they have lovely foliage, long, tall foliage. They're perennials, so mm-hmm. they flower every time at this time of year. Um, and if you haven't got a nice neighbour uh, that you can get some from, mm-hmm. uh, you can get them from the Diggers Club in Mornington. But oh, just to pop down the road. Just pop, <laughs> pop down the road. No, they'll send them up in the mail and it is time to buy them now. But, you know, I'm just kind of hoping someone listens to me today and thinks they're a good neighbour to me because I can't – I haven't got any. Okay. I moved yeah, house nice. and left them in the last house. In so, hindsight, you yeah. probably should have took a snip before you left. Well, I could have because they grow – they're perennial, so you've just got to take up the roots and yep. you're right. Yeah, so um, – uh, but if, you know, if your neighbours aren't very generous, <laughs> ring the Diggers Club down in Victoria at um, Mornington Peninsula. But, um, you know, there's just so many things happening at the moment, possibly because the weather is so uh, up and down like a yaya. Uh, now we've had the rain and we're probably going to get a lot of heat, I suppose. So uh, goodness knows what will who knows what we're going to get at the moment? Who knows what we're going to get? It's almost a bit of a, a mystery draw, the weather. At it the is, moment. too. But now tell me, what's the weather forecast for tomorrow at the Melbourne Cup? Uh, I think it's 30 degrees in Melbourne tomorrow. Oh, they're lucky duckies, yeah. aren't they? I think it's 26 here. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are FM 103.7. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, you can still give us a call 49216216. Now, Judy, anything else you want to – we talk about rain. We've got about tomatoes, well, passion fruit. What else is on the list for today? Well, we have had an inquiry mm-hmm. uh, by email. Uh, a lady has having problems with her avocado. Oh, okay, right here. Now, probably part of the problem is avocados really like warmer weather. Yep. And uh, uh, I think in her email she mentioned she'd been giving them citrus food. Well, citrus food is alkaline, mm-hmm. you know, which means it's it's more lime. Yep. Yep. And uh, I think the avocados would not like that. So it's probably time for, for that lady, if she's listening today, mm-hmm. to switch over to a different kind of fertiliser. Right, so what should we be looking well, at? Well, I think she should just get an all-purpose one. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's handy, an that's all-purpose one. An all-purpose <laughs> one. Rather than a, a citrus is very specific. Um, and um, a, because she said in the email that all her leaves were burning on the edges, well, that could be the citrus food doing that. Yep. Burning it. Burning it. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, uh, if she is listening, let's hope she is. But all avocado people, they're not easy to grow. No, they take forever as well, don't oh, they? Oh, they take forever. And you don't, you never put in a small tree. You've got to buy a grafted one. Right, yeah. And they even take four to five years before they do... Start fruiting anything. Yeah, before they start fruiting. And when we had um, the nursery at Merriweather... We had a big avocado that was growing there when we went there yep. and it was probably about 20 feet high. Now, we watched that avocado for, yeah, 10, 15 years. Yeah. 
not a bit of fruit. Nothing. No, no, they're not easy to fruit here at yeah. all. So is that, just, um, is that just the climate here, or yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. they they're tropical. They yeah. like the warmer climate, and sometimes we are warm, but other times we're freezing. We're freezing. <laughs> yeah. We're freezing. So you know, you're lucky if you can get an avocado to grow. Uh, we're probably going to get a lot of calls yeah. next week saying mine grows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I but, remember ages ago I asked Scott how easy it would be to grow by seed. And he pretty much said, "Don't bother." No, <laughs> yes. no, no. They take, they take till you're probably going six foot Remember. under. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get plenty of fertilizer then, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. No, the grafted ones even take th- four to five years. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't know about the ones you buy in the shops, but I wish I could grow one. Yeah. You know, you cut them, and then the next minute they're brown. Well, it doesn't take long for them to yeah, brown up. Oh, yeah, no. it's um, I've given up on them at the moment. Well, fair enough. Yep. Even no, strawberries I've the, given up on. They've... No, surely not. Yeah, yeah, I've given up the strawberries at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Sharp, we're run out of time. I'll catch you again next Monday. I think so, All definitely. Right. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.